Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Paige Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. How are you, Ma? What's up? Oh, I'm doing wonderfully, daughter. How are you? Everything is good on my end. Um, you know what? I don't have any complaints. The ice is melting. It's gonna be a nice weekend. And guess who retired the other day? Who retired? Stephen A? No, though. Who you retired? know he he's never gonna retire. Oh, I believe that. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, you think this one's going thick? I hope so, Ma. I hope so. He said this is it. He said this is for real. Okay. I think he felt embarrassed the last time, remember? Well, he didn't give a Brady-like performance, but I heard a lot of, you know, of these, uh, you know, sports critics uh, saying things like, you know, he put up pretty good numbers and he still, you know, has some skills. And I mean, they all, you know, admit that his skills have eroded to some extent. But a lot of people say he should have gone to, you know, various other teams even. And just prior to his announcement, a lot of other, uh, you know, sports announcers were saying, you know, they expected him to go play for this team and that team and so forth. And then, you know, right after that, came his announcement that he's retiring. Well, yeah, they, they were linking him to the 49ers like last week. Yeah. Or actually yeah. days ago. Yeah. But you know what was really funny to me, Ma, is that I guess Tom Brady was thinking that he was going to have that return like Michael Jordan the first time he retired. You know, the first time he retired and came back, he wound up winning uh, three championships. Maybe not that first season, but he was still great, still at his peak. And then the second time he retired, things were a little bit different. Yeah. the Wizards. And so Tom Brady coming back this time was more like the Wizards. Yeah. The way, way yeah. He could still play, but it he, wasn't like his old it self. Like, yeah. It wasn't up to his own standards. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I think, you know, uh, like you said, he still does have some skills and talent. Obviously, he is the GOAT. But, you know, he, you know, didn't meet up to his own expectations. So he decided that, uh, you know, now he was a, and he's still a young man. So I guess he said, look, I have a whole lot of things go well. I have a whole lot ahead of me, um, though you never know. Um, and, let me, and let me, right, and let me go do something else. He has money, fame, talent, people who love him, you know, uh, he got 99 problems, but money and women ain't one. So, you know, he, you know, well, so one, good luck, Tom. Good luck. My one thing before you we, brought a lot to the game. You, you did. So Even luck. though sometimes you got on my nerves, I have to respect the fact that you are the GOAT. That's it. That's it. So good luck, Tom. Good luck. Ma, do you think he'll do good as a sports announcer or analyst? Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. People mostly just want to look at him anyway. So yeah, it don't even matter. He can't do any worse than Tony Romo. So only, only he's better looking at a better talent. So, right. you know, so, I mean, it's all good. You know, whatever. I, hey, I'll listen to it for a couple of games, you know. All right, right. Let's tell everybody what we're sipping on. And we're doing an oldie but goodie. A King 79 Vodka from my man Clifford Prevo. Ma, you want to give a shout out to the King 79 and Clifford. All right. You ready? I'm, Let's raise I'm our ready. glasses. Here's to long life, prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Salud. I never forget 
when I asked Clifford about a hangover, and he said, well, in the first place, if you have a hangover, you drink too much. Right. Now, that's delicious. No wonder I never get them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Okay. All right, guys. All right. We need to continue on with our first movie. And our first movie is You People, starring Eddie Murphy, Nia Long, Lauren London, and Jonah Hill. And Lauren and Jonah are playing an interracial couple in love, engage, their families meet, they clash before the big wedding day. Uh, this is directed by Kenya Barris. It also stars David Duchovny and Julie Louis-Dreyfus as Jonah Hill's parent. And my before you take over, everyone in here, well, the, they were too old. Uh, Lauren London and Jonah Hill, they were just too old for the role. That's I'll start that off. Go ahead, Mom. I'm going to say not only did I think that they were too grown for the parts that they were playing, you know, where the parents were so influential and, you know, and they were so, you know, just really, you know, controlled by the parents and so on and so forth. Even the theme itself, not saying that some people don't still have, you know, kind of, you know, narrow-minded, you know, negative and, and, and racist views about things. There are still some people like that, but in the main, people are more accepting and more sophisticated. And there's so many interracial uh, relationships, marriages, and everything else. Uh, I just thought, yeah, you know, I just thought it was a little, uh, uh, I thought it was a little old. I thought it was a little bit dated. Uh, If they were going to do something very different with it, um, maybe. But a lot of stuff was just fell into, you know, stereotype and cliche type things that you've heard or seen before. Uh, I, I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was over the top in a, not in a clever way. I thought it was over the top in just a kind of, a kind of condescending way in a way that really didn't respect the intelligence of the audience and, and just not that funny. And, you know, look, no insult to anyone, but frankly, I didn't buy Lauren Hill. I mean, Lauren Hill, I'm sorry, Lauren London and Jonah Hill. I didn't uh, buy them uh, as a couple. I, I didn't feel the love. I didn't feel the, you know, I didn't feel anything. I just felt like, uh, you know, they wrote this script and got these two people to play. I didn't see them together at all. Maybe because I know the real people and I just couldn't envision uh, Lauren with the person like Jonah Hill. And I don't know what Jonah Hill's type is, but I know for sure he is not Lauren's type. So it just, it, you know, and because she, she's such a strong off-camera uh, personality and we know so much about like her love life and so forth, um, it just, I just didn't feel her in that role. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was the best movie I've ever seen. I didn't think it was the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm going premium six. Okay. All right. So when you said that Lauren, you couldn't see Lauren and Jonah together, uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, I did hear Kenya say before he cast the movie that he specifically wanted Lauren London to play the role because he could not see Lauren and Jonah. A lot of people couldn't see them together. Right. And he says that if I would have cast like Zazie Beat, you know, from Atlanta, like right. people may 
be able to see her with the Jonah Hill. But now, why see, did he not want to see them together well, and they were to end up end together? Well, see, here's my thing. He could have thought that part about people not really thinking that they would be together, but then his film should have made people be a believer. There, there you go. There you go. Work out there you go. Well. It should have been written to the point that he, you saw all the love. Right. You saw them together. You saw them both as very sweet people. Right. They both were very nice characters individually, right. but you didn't get chemistry. There was no chemistry. And then when they finally did kiss at the end of the movie, it just seemed almost familiar. It didn't seem, I know it was on the lips, but it didn't seem very romantic at all. Right, right. And so there, there was nothing there. And that was like a big issue. And obviously, you know, and I really like Lauren London a lot. Oh, yeah, um, me too. You know, Jonah Hill, he's sometimes Jonah Hill's funny um, with some of his jokes and whatnot. Um, I've seen him be really good and stuff. I didn't like them together. They seemed way too old for the role. Uh, I don't know what age. Well, right. uh, they, they were sort of they behaving. Were, they were sort of behaving like the, you know, yeah, younger. yeah, ten, ten or fifteen years younger. Yeah. No, they be, they be, they did not behave like independent adults mm -hmm. living on their own, making their own money, and leading their own lives. They seemed like, uh, you know, maybe they was living in mama's house and mom and daddy was paying all the bills. Mm -hmm. They did not seem as if as independent adults. And they were independent. And then um Mike Epps, like uh, Mike Epps was fine. Mike Epps plays that role all the time. I you know, every time we see him, yeah, he's not he, funny, he, but right. you know, um Eddie Murphy, every time I see Eddie Murphy, I always just think about all the things that he's done in the past and he's just funny to me. Right. But right. other than that, um, you know, Julie Louis Dreyfus, you know, is is better than this. Um, you know, obviously Eddie Murphy and um, Nia as the mom, she just disappeared. Yeah, you just really yeah. didn't even, you know, she was almost like a non-issue in the whole. I, I think movie. they didn't make good use of Nia. No, Nia, Nia no, is, is strong to me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Know? So absolutely, um, I go with a premium, a lower premium five. Okay, so okay, there you go. Okay, so here we have another movie. <laughs> Shotgun Wedding starring J-Lo and Josh Jamal and um, Lenny Kravitz and Jennifer Coolidge. And so Darcy is played by J-Lo and Tom is played by Josh Jamal. They gather their family together for a destination wedding in paradise, but their wedding is interrupted by a gunman who was holding everyone hostage. So I will say this is lazy writing. They also were too old. Now they were about 20 years too old for the role or 30 for sure. years too for old sure. for the role. Ridiculous. Um, right. It Ridiculous. was not, not funny. Mm -mm. Um, bad, bad. Just to me, it was like a bad movie that you watch at midnight on a cable network when it's just like you're not really paying attention to anything. Maybe you, you know, can't fall asleep. And that's where this movie should have gone. Now, uh, one thing I will say is Army Hammer was supposed supposed to play the role of Josh Jamal, and Army Hammer is about 15 years younger than Josh Jamal, and so maybe that's why Jennifer Coolidge was playing the mom because he's in his uh, 50s, Josh Jamal, and Jennifer Coolidge is in her early 60s. So that wouldn't have worked. And J-Lo obviously is too old for the role. You know, I like J-Lo, um, I think she just had a, something to show that she was in, still in really good shape. 
physically. Right, right. But other than that, this movie had no substance. Oh, and they wasted they wasted Lenny Kravitz and they wasted uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, absolutely. I agree with you a thousand percent. It was a big clown show. It was a big clown show. And it, it was just a vehicle for uh, for J-Lo to, like you said, show that she's still in good shape and she takes care of her body. Even Jennifer Coolidge, who was really, really funny, her role was minimized. Mm -hmm. What she did say was okay, but, you know, uh, it, you know, they did not make good use of her. Lenny, you know, he made a wonderful entrance. And after that, it was all downhill entrance, you know, on the set, you know, and then after that, his character was all downhill after that. And um, and J-Lo has never been, in my in my opinion, a strong actor. I'm sure she's done better performances than this one. But she, you know, oh yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, I remember yeah, Selena, yeah, yeah, she was good in Selena, but I don't think she's been as good since, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I've seen everything she's done, but let's just say this was a big clown show. It was buffoonish, cartoonish, everything but entertaining, everything but engaging. Uh, you know, for me, a big hooch, it gets a three. My, you know, I you you took my my rating. Um, definitely giving it a hooch, and um, it's probably like at a two. I'll go with two and a half because I I just didn't enjoy it. And, and that's being generous. And Joe and J Lo in defense of J Lo, she was good in um the Hustler. She was good in that. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. Point. Well, like I said, I know she has given stronger performances than this <laughs> one for sure. She's not consistently good, though. She's not like, bam, you know, J-Lo is in it. She's not consistently good. She's probably got more duds than winners. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. She's J-Lo. So yeah. 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 So, but she brought whatever she brought, and it wasn't enough to salvage this movie. Okay. So we're going to move on to our third movie of the week, which is The Woman King, which we are we finally got around to seeing, guys. Starring Viola Davis, and it is directed by a black female director, uh, Gina Prince Bythewood. Um, this is the story of an all female group of female, well, I said female, of warriors uh, who protect the kingdom of the homie with their skills and their fierceness, um, and they're faced with a even larger threat that Viola's character, the general, seeks to recruit the next generation of female warriors. And so to me, this is about family love, obviously racism, resistance to, um, you know, to, to evil. Um, I I really um, enjoyed this. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel going into it because of all the controversy, uh, but it was really well done. And I will say this, Ma, um, before you take it, mm -hmm. Viola Davis even though she was playing a warrior, she was very vulnerable and had a level of sensitivity that I haven't seen her um, exhibit in, you know, some of her other roles. So Viola Davis is a phenomenal actress. I'm not saying that she's not, but I loved uh, just her vulnerability as a warrior in, in this film. So uh, go ahead, Ma. Okay. I'm going to say that I was, I'm, I'm so glad that I watched it. I was pleasantly surprised. I had a whole lot of preconceptions about it and not necessarily negative, but just sort of, I thought it would be a bit more um, graphic and violent than it actually was. Uh, when you think about what the movie, the theme of the movie, and you know that she was the woman king and she was a woman. She was not uh, a man acting like a woman or a woman acting like a man. She was a woman. 
she was everything. She was brave. She was Thor. She was feminine. She was neutral gender. Mm-hmm. Gen- uh, gender neutral. You know right. what I'm trying to say. She, yeah. Everything. And it, she just was, um, to me, she was shining. To me, it was one of her strongest performances. And I really did embrace it. I don't want to talk too much about, you know, the reasons for those who haven't seen it yet. You know, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Uh, I thought the picture was ultimately about good and evil. I thought it showed ethnic pride, racial pride. Um, uh, you know, there was love. You know, there was some there was some things that, you know, you won't be pleased with. There were some things that were difficult to deal with. But ultimately, it was about um, love, pride, and good triumphing over evil. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I said, kudos to Viola. I, I just was very, very pleased to see her in that role. She did her thing in that role. Also, the young lady who was uh, co-starring with her. I don't want to even give yeah, away. I don't even want to give yeah. it away. Right. But the, also, yeah, um, just, just really good. And also the young king, the young man. Oh, was John the king. The John, John Viola. Oh, excellent. It's really good. Excellent. So, um, like I said, I'm, you know, for me, I'm going high, high, high with it. I'm going, I'm going nine. Okay. So I'm going nine top shelf. You're going top shelf? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go top shelf and I'm going to go eight and a half. Um, okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the actress is named Thusi Umbidu. I may okay. be mispronouncing it. She's a South African actress. So okay. She was excellent. She was excellent. She it. really was. And um, we we also have to give a shout out to another woman who was in there, Adrian Warren, who played the role of... Um, Emmett Till mom um, had played Mamie Hill, Mamie Hill uh, right. on the, the TV movie, the, the TV, TV miniseries. miniseries right. right. She, yeah. She had um a, a nice little role in, in here as well. Okay. Um, I have to issue, okay. I have to issue this question, Mom. Since you've seen all of the Oscar nominations, Viola Davis did not get an Oscar nomination. She is nominated for a SAG. Do you feel as though she was snubbed after seeing Yes. That? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do. And I and who I, would you remove? You know who. You know I think who. I know. You know who. Is it a Blanchett? Blanchett. Okay. I was totally underwhelmed with her in in her movie. Tar. Tar. I was totally underwhelmed. Uh she would she would go. She would get the boot. Okay. I, mm-hmm. you know what, Ma? I can kind of see that. I'm not sure if I would ultimately eliminate her. I would eliminate. I'm gonna say this is probably uh, controversial. I would eliminate um, Anna Diarmas for oh, I forgot with that with that lackluster beat. You know what? It's Tweedly D and Tweedly Dumb. Gotcha. I was underwhelmed by both of them. Right. You know, maybe because I've seen so many documentaries of, uh, about Marilyn. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, I did not. I heard people say they were so moved with her performance. Not me. Oh, Not I, me. I was offended by no, it. No, I did, to me, I'm like, you you know, you didn't do justice to Mara. And nothing, no. No. To the, nothing against Anna the Armist, though, because she didn't write the script. They wrote her character, to me, Marilyn Monroe's character, in a way that was offensive. Right. To yeah, women. they did. And, in a know, way that and they made, Marilyn and they made, absolutely, they made it, yeah, you know, we discussed it, you know, at the time when it was first released, and it was like, 
you know, didn't you care anything about the way you were depicting her? Because right. they made it seem like she was just a step above, you know, uh, the, the whole stroke. Right. You know, I mean, right. they made they were very disrespectful as far as I'm concerned. And it was more to Marilyn than just a, her sexuality. A, a, a definitely. You know, so uh, I, I, you know, I, yeah. I understand your pick too. Mm -hmm. You know, I can understand either one of those. Either one of those could go. It yeah. would be a toss up for yeah. me. But and I was but Viola. You know, Viola. Mm -mm, she, she was. That was a shining performance. That yeah. was a. That was a very lovely, 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 warm, heartfelt, deep. She dug deep for that performance because mm -hmm. it was good. I, I thought that she was deserving of the award that she did not, or the nomination that she did not get from from the Oscars, um, and she got them from every other group, every other every other award show. So it was very yeah. strange to me. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's let's move on to some TV now. So a new show uh, came on Apple called Shrinking, starring Jason Segel, oh yeah, Harrison Ford, and Jessica Williams. And so Jason's character is a grieving therapist who starts to break the rules by telling his client, giving his client unorthodox me methods of dealing with their, their issues. And he told one woman to leave her husband or he will stop <laughs> seeing her as a client. <laughs> and then, you know, and then his other client that he has, the young, um, you know, black guy, African-American guy. Yeah. Uh, he starts taking him to a boxing ring to deal but, with the anger management. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I... Um, I actually like the series. Um, I've only sold one episode so far. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'll we'll let you know if it continues but, in the trajectory. But it um I it's off to really it's off to a very good start. You know, good supporting cast that, you know, off to an excellent start. And he and he has his issues that he's working on as well. He's working through his things and which is really true, you know. So it's it's so excellent. And this from the executive producers of Ted uh, Yeah, Yeah. See the way they treat characters. Yeah, the, you know yeah. the only thing is that it is a very serious uh, issue that the lead character is dealing with. J Jason Siegel, yeah. you know, he's dealing with some serious trauma and and loss, and so that that's difficult. You know, and and and, and, and I think short. and I think he also is working through that with his a kind of kind of boss therapist kind of yeah. in a way and also with his clients yeah it's he's, it's I mean, it's his boss. It, well yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and he's sort of working through it that way yeah. you know and uh and i like it and to me it's very upbeat and he's and he's thinking of ways that are actually uh you can actually do they're real, real concrete you know he's telling his clients things to do not not even vague concepts for, for them to try to grasp. He's telling them what to do, yeah. you know, and, and he's supporting them in doing it. So I won't say to what extent, but you need to watch it to see. But yeah, um, yeah really interesting, really different take on on therapy, right? Yeah. Really different take, yeah. So we so we we like it so far. And so the next time that we talk about it, guys, we will have some spoilers. So you better start watching shrinking. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so the next series, of course, is BMF. And oh my goodness, Mop. So Meech is out of the hospital and um, Terry is assuming command, I guess, of, of BMF kind of taking over things, right? Because of, because. Eh, helping out. Helping out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And Lamar, oh my gosh, that was just disgusting with him this episode. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I what do you think about Lamar? L- Lamar, Lamar, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but no way they can keep him in there. He's got to go. Because he's just... Well, that? I mean, I know what it was, but it was just gross. I don't want to use that word, but... I don't know what you mean, because there's a lot of things that have been gross with him. Just what part of it are you well, referring to? He emptied his Oh, bag yeah. Out. Yeah, his colostomy bag. Right. Yeah, on the... Well, I don't know. That was just... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. That was... But, uh, yeah, so... Lamar is just a vile human being, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how he's going to be redeemable. You know, I mean, I don't know what the writers have in mind, but the way I see it, they're going to have to get rid of him. Yeah, stay oh, there. To bring him back. I don't know. I, I, I don't know either, but um, a lot is going on with the family, you know, and some, I don't know if you've seen it, guys, or you haven't seen it. I would just say, watch it. Okay, okay, you know, because now the the sister, you know, has been, you know, uh, put at risk, and the, the oh, whole, yeah, 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 you know, and, the and, and they seem at, at the parents don't seem like they they don't seem to take it seriously enough right. because the parents need to be packing up and hitting the road as far as I'm concerned, right. uh, you know, and then the business has taken a hit. What's going to happen with that? Right. Because that's the that's their limousine business, All right? And you know, so and then one of the drivers got busted with gobs of drugs on her. So what? So what? You know, the father he's just still there waiting for the cops to come to chat with. I mean, well, how's that going to play out? And he you seems know. like he's going to have an affair. Well, that, yeah, the ladies are coming for him in the and, church, and, and yeah, and in the church, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then and then the wife. I don't know where she's coming from because all of a sudden she's acting like she's turning into Miss Sex Pot, but yet a couple of weeks ago she was turning her back on her husband. Right. So I don't know what is going on with all that. I mean, you can't you can't have both ways now. You know. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that all works out. But and then the brothers were hitting the road. Yeah. The brothers were you know in their little old Mercedes or whatever it was yeah. and you know hitting the road and and you know who was right on their tail Lamar yeah was right on their tail so let's see how so, that goes see how that goes but um it's a lot going on with being Matthew oh you know? yeah so, oh and we're going to see the introduction of Monique next week I think yeah yeah will. next episode yeah mm-hmm. okay. okay all right so, still still you know what still still the, to me consistently interesting and engaging oh for sure to me oh, 100%. to me you are going to want to see it. You oh, know? Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll get into truth. Truth be told, uh, next week because there it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on with that. But I wanted to um address Last of Us episode three. Um, long, long time, and this was a. I think this is a standalone episode, pretty much, with Nick Offerman as Bill, who is a you know survivalist somewhere outside of uh, Boston. And he captures Frank, who's played by Murray Bartlett. And if you guys remember, um, we just saw him in Chippendales. And we all, he was also, he won an Emmy for his role in the first season of The White Lotus. And we witnessed a sweet uh, romance that uh, expands over 20 years. And, it, and it's, it's really, really, really beautiful to watch. And Nick Offerman talked, said that his wife, Megan Mullally, everybody knows from Will and Grace, uh, she was the one who told him to take this role. He was not going to take it. And she said, 
this is it. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, and he played it. a good part too. Yeah. Oh, he played it well. He did his thing. Yeah. I, it, it was good. It was a very warm, warm episode. And it would, you know, you, you know, it would easily make you cry. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it was a, a, a wonderful um, gay romance. You know, I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't even know if it's relevant. Uh, but it was a sweet love story and uh, just a very poetic and romantic uh, ending. So if you, you know? haven't started watching Last of Us, guys, watch it. I know that Ma, I know you had, you know, some um, misgivings about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. You know, because because these dystopian things, it's all doom and gloom, and you know, there's not much about it except, oh, thank God, you all made it out alive for the last several handful of people who remained on the planet. You know, oh, great. You know, so they usually end up being like that. But this was a this was a different turn. You know, this was a different twist, and um, and it was a good one. And that the right the writers that was the truth. They did their thing on that one, and they're they're staying with top shelf. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, and finally, my our last series uh, of the week, and this was not a series. This was actually a a documentary, docu series. Have you no documentary? Pamela. Oh, Pamela, uh, Pamela Anderson, um, a love story, and what I will say, um is that what I got from it was that Pamela Anderson did not take control of her uh, career the way she should have. Uh, she should, my me and you have had this discussion before and I'm going to ask this to you now on the podcast. Okay. She refused to be compensated for the sex tape. Do you think that was one of her biggest mistakes? I think it was a huge mistake. Be, the reason, well, there's multiple reasons, but the main reason I think that she didn't take the money is because she thought it would somehow put her in a bad light. I think she somehow felt that taking the money would mean that she condoned it or she was complicit in it or whatever the case may be. You know, I think she somehow thought it was going to reflect negatively on her, mm-hmm. you know, if she took the money. Maybe yes, maybe no. I say no. Okay. I say it was out there. Mm-hmm. It was her property. She could not control at that point because as if the story is true, mm-hmm. that it was stolen from her, which I do believe it was stolen. Oh, yeah. You they, know, they, okay. They, they, yeah, they, that they, there's no evidence to the contrary. So I believe it was stolen. Mm-hmm. At that point, she no longer had control over who did what with it, as we saw, as the whole world was able to see. So at that point, at least that's just compensation to her for maligning her character Mm -hmm. because she did not make that for public consumption. That was something for her. And at that time, her husband, you know, that was their private thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and her privacy was violated, you know, to a great extent. So to me, that's just compensation for that. That's not saying anything about me. That's saying about you, who was the thief. Because that video was for me and my husband. Okay? So I think she got that part very twisted. I think in her mind, she thought it was something. Oh, if I take the money, that means, you know. No, it did not mean that. It means you're being compensated for being hurt and wounded and violated. Mm -hmm. And your privacy being invaded. That's how I would have taken it. Because to me, that's what it would have meant. 
And that is in fact what happened. And then for her to be 20, 30 years, whatever it is down the road saying, Oh boy, you know, and I don't know how money she uh, right. I don't know how much money she has or doesn't have, but she was sitting out there living in a very, very modest looking house to, over there in, in Canada. I think Canada. she was back in Canada, yeah. And she was sitting over there looking. She wasn't looking like she was living on the a uh, big ranch or beautiful or you know she wasn't showing all these lovely beautiful horses and and cattle and she wasn't looking she wasn't looking all that prosperous to me and you she, know and for her to be a 50 something year old woman look that's not what's a big thing these days okay yeah. women in their 50s are looking gorgeous and doing their thing and whatever and she's there like a woman in her 70s or 80s She's there going through the archives. And she's going there, going through the archives and blowing dust off old video, VH, uh, uh, what do you call it? VH, VH case. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff. You know, and I'm like, what is wrong with you, woman? There's people far older than you up there accepting awards, making films, making movies, doing whatever. Why is it that we're not hearing more from you? Why aren't you active even in your local? I know she did something a little more recently. Yeah, but why aren't you? But did, 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 not it's that too bad. Bad. Did, right. It's too much. Right, yeah. right. You know, and look, I ain't say I ain't saying nothing, baby, because if it's in Chicago, it ain't on Broadway. But um uh, oh, the movie Broadway. Oh, oh, I thought you meant yeah. New York. No, oh, I thought you meant okay. I got you. Okay. So, but what I'm getting at is this. She was doing too much whining, mm -hmm. focusing on the wrong thing, not enough attention to, okay, so I let that five million go. But guess what? I could have did something different. I could have marketed something else. I had I should have kept pursuing what I want. And guess what? And guess what? But whatever the case is, why aren't you pursuing it now? So wait, so here, so here. I was agreeing with you pretty much all the way, Mom, but then we got to really think about this, okay? Mm -hmm. Because two th a couple things with Pamela Anderson. Um, number one, that video made at $77 million. A lot of money. Okay? Okay. And they were going to give her $5 million, so we don't know how that was going to work. She decided that she wasn't going to fight in court. She felt as though they were calling her names and all this other stuff and not respecting her. Yeah, listen, well, we got listen, all that. Listen, this is that. That's the era going by. Right. You know, women own their sexuality and she was owning her sexuality. She okay. just wasn't fully, she wasn't compensated like she should have been. She wasn't taking care of she the financial piece of it. Right. But hold up. Her son is the exact, one of her sons is the executive producer on this well, yeah, series on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. This will give her some money, okay? Yeah, so, yeah. We, you know, we're sitting here saying, what's yeah. she doing? There she is doing the documentary. Well, money. And, I'm not finished. And okay. she had yeah. a book that came out okay. at the same time. The, and that's, so, right. that's, and that's all good. Too. And that's all good. Now, and, and then here's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. is not, you know, I'm not excluding that good. I'm talking about in that interim period. Okay. where she wasn't doing hardly anything, where she had became a ghost. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, now, yes. And then now, guess what else? And that she has done this documentary, it will let people know, yes, I'm not paying, I'm still here. Now, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. She hasn't gained a lot of weight. She didn't have her face beat like it should have been. Okay. Mm. But she hasn't gained a lot of weight. Stop and she told them about her weight. She, I said she has not. I said she has not. Okay. Yeah, she's still in good shape. No, I did not know. 
okay. I didn't say anything bad about that. Absolutely not. Okay. Like, you know, I try to call, I try to keep it. If I'm joking, I'm joking. But honestly, she did not gain weight. She's not fat or out of shape or anything. That's good. No, no, that's good. That will help her get more work. Come okay. on, okay? And then she has to work on focusing and, and honing her often chops. Because at this stage of, Whoa. well, whatever they are, whatever it is, maybe but, but, be, but be, yeah, be, maybe, maybe she's good at that, but be the best that she can be. She needs to focus on whatever her skills are. She needs to focus on honing them and blow the dust off, you know, mm -hmm. and keep it moving and keep going because there is a market and she has old things and there is a market for whatever it is that she brings, whatever that energy is. Mm -hmm. She always had people that liked her, you mm -hmm. know. And so there's a market for that. And not home lamenting what she didn't manage that she didn't take uh, 30 years ago. Right. Okay? Because guess what? Pam, they still make money. They still make money. It's still very useful. And you can still get your hands on a nice chunk of it. So get on that thing. They told her that pretty that, much. There, there you go. There you go. Her so, adult son. So, so, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times the kids have more sense than the parents. We all know that. Right. You know. So um, so it was good for that. As mm -hmm. far as any it having any other kind of value, no. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, so that's good, good, you know good on Pam. Good luck to her. Um, moving forward. And right, and keep it moving. And and yeah. you know, next time, Pam. You know, you got your thumb with you. Maybe he'll advocate for you. Collect your bags, okay? Because mm -hmm. you're walking away from too many bags. Yeah. Okay? He was very comfortable for her. Well, that's right. The, that's right. And, he, and he's going to advocate for her and make sure she collects her money. Yeah. That's right. Good. Okay. Uh, so, Ma, we have another announcement of somebody else retiring. Dr. Phil. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil retirement. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? <laughs> Still working. So you know, I know that. No, he doesn't retire to the end of this year. So his show still, he's still yeah. working. Yeah, but you know, I know he's still got his um, fill in the blanks on his podcast. Okay. But and he's got his, uh, the doctor's oh, wow. thing that he's producing. Yeah. You know what I'm just saying? Dr. Phil, he's, mm -hmm. he's not really retired. Ma is really a true fan of Dr. Phil. I watched Dr. Phil. I watched Dr. Phil since he started on the Oprah show. So, Ma, you know, he's had his scandals over the years. Uh, of course. Number one, he's I don't he's no longer a licensed therapist. His uh mistreatment of Britney Spears, the uh whole bad Barbie, catch me outside, you know, girl. Yeah. Um Former patients or supposedly being held against their will at a, a ranch that he referred them to go to. Yeah, he didn't uh, hold them. Miserable, but these are people in BuzzFeed who oh, in a miserable work environment from oh. former employees. Oh. And uh, then his controversial comments on COVID-19, not believing you needed to really social distance, saying however many people die from cigarettes or whatever it is a year. Mm, yeah. So think people are going to remember Dr. Phil and also Ma do you think that this climate is not friendly the current climate is not friendly for Dr. Phil the climate's changed he's been around so long he's seen climates come and go I wouldn't really give a damn about the cli climate too much okay. uh, you know I would kind of stick to whatever my own personal standards are you know so I'm not even I'm just going to eliminate that and especially for a man like Dr. Phil, you know, okay. I, I'm going to eliminate that. And I'm going to say Dr. Phil 
is at least 70 some odd years old and is filthy rich and he's got a full life without the show. And I'm going to say, you know, it's a you know wonderful time for him to retire. Okay. And and that's what I'm gonna say. I'm, and I'm gonna say I will miss him. Mm-hmm. I like Dr. Phil overall. I mean, you, you know, you don't agree with everything that anybody says. Yep. Um, but I agree with Dr. Phil. I'm a fan and been one for years. Uh ever since he first uh, uh testified, helped Oprah in the, her fight with the Texas cattle, Texas beef, when she said she'd never eat a hamburger again. <laughs> oh yeah. It's got in trouble with Texas. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've been a fan of Dr. Fields ever since. And, uh, you know, and he's had a wonderful time. And I'm quite sure he'll be filthy rich and comfortable for the rest of his years. So good on Dr. Phil. And George, you hate to see you go. And enjoyed you very much. I mean, Dr. Phil never bothered me. Like a, a lot of people. Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil helped a lot of people. Now, whether they wanted to listen to him or not, or this or that, he offered help to a lot of but, people. But I say, so some of them people he drove in there with that death's door. I would say that a lot, a lot of people that I know weren't big fans of uh, Dr. Phil, like, and particularly like the quote-unquote millennial generation weren't necessarily... Yeah, well, they, are they a fan of working? Are they a fan of taking care of themselves? Is that right? Are they, are they responsible? But I, but listen, but I... um. It's fine with Dr. Phil. Like, I thought some of his stuff was funny, like lean forward and all that other stuff and get real. Like, that's, that was funny. Like, if he was telling it, it was funny, but it was true. Yeah. I did tell he was with Britney. I think he did a, a he, you know, we all make mistakes. He did mishandle the whole Britney Spears situation, did kind of use that for publicity and didn't handle that the way he should have. But his other stuff, whatever. He's just making money. You know, for a man who's been out there all them years, he's got a good record. Because when you've been out there as big and bold and can't come on every day of the week for 20-some years, you got a lot of room to make mistakes. And he needed to be quiet about COVID because he's talking crazy. But anyway, well, all right. Um, that's that That's that whole, I don't even want to go into that. That entails a whole lot of things that's not so good. So we'll just keep it moving. So we're going to go move on to some relationship updates. Um, first is Neo and his ex-wife have finally... Ooh. Neo. 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 Okay, Neo. Oh, Neo. Uh, and his ex-wife have finalized their divorce. Neo keeps three out of four homes and a Bentley. He will pay his ex-wife, Crystal Renee, $1.6 million, plus she receives one of the homes, um, $20,000 in moving expenses, $150,000 to buy a new car, $12,000 a month in child support for the three kids oh. and 5000 a month uh, for three years for alimony. And they both agree that the children aren't allowed around any girlfriends or boyfriends from either of them, um, not until they get engaged or married. That's wonderful. What do you think about that? I, I love that. I, I didn't know he had that much money, but I guess he does. And if the time comes that he doesn't, they'll go back in court and renegotiate. But apparently, well, he's a writer. I mean, it seemed like he did, did very well. And I guess maybe continues to, you know. Um, oh, well, no wonder. Okay. So to me, I love that because you know how come that gives both parents freedom. Mm-hmm. That gives both of them freedom. And, and it helps them actually parent better. Because... 
unless they are in very serious, stable relationships, as stable as relationships, you know, can be, mm-hmm. um, they don't need to let Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Mary, Jane, and Sue all up around all their kids. Okay? I don't want to point out any other couples, but we've seen other public couples. Oh, you over there in bed with my wife. Oh, you taking my kids here. Oh, you doing this and that. And, and, a, few, and a few months later, it's over. No, are you listening to me? And a few months later, a few months later, it's over. In other words, you subjecting the kids to all that crap, yeah, right. you know. And I like that. I right. like that they said because that look, that's and that's, those are young kids. That you, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's what I'm talking about. It's only young kids that we're talking about, you right. know. Really? Well, you I know, mean, like single digits. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, well, yeah. well, and did but even when they get older, sometimes it's uh dogging them out yeah. social media you know yeah. it's a different kind of hit that they take you yeah. know yeah. so you need to they need to be more careful with that and i think she's going to respect it because her money may be tied to that agreement you know yeah so i think she's going to respect it and uh and she really would be the one who has more to lose i think than him right you know um because he, he probably is more in control of the purse strings you know oh for sure so so uh i like that you know, because in case we lose our minds and don't govern ourselves correctly, mm-hmm. and and many times people don't, especially right after divorce, m- many times people do not, you know, because they feel like they got to go out and do this and do that and, and everything. And I think it's good to say, all right, let the kids go on over here with grandma or the nanny or go wherever, because mom is going to do whatever and dad is going to do whatever and not have time to get happy. In the meantime, they're free to date casually mm-hmm. before they get into anything serious you yes, know and, 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 and that he got another woman pregnant which is why she well good well then good so there's that well then but you know what but she's not gonna stop uh neo from letting if he has other children she's not gonna stop those kids from seeing and knowing each other well, yeah but that's you different yeah, yeah well well she can get pregnant again too you know, okay. hey, then all bets are off because right. now you're talking about their their family. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that though. I like that clause. All right. And so this one here is with Babyface. So Babyface and his ex-wife have finalized their divorce. Babyface will pay thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars a month to his ex-wife, which includes spousal and child support, and they share a fourteen-year-old daughter. And we know that Babyface has two older children. Um, I guess they're crazy. Adults, they're crazy. Yeah, they're grown, right? Kids, yeah. Uh, also, Babyface will pay sixty-five percent of their daughter's college tour. So, Ma, I'm gonna ask you this: college tour, college tour. Okay, kid is fourteen, and so yeah, she's going around to the different schools, whatever. So, should we? If she goes, right? Yeah, the public be privy to their personal divorce settlements. Should that be something that's open to the public? I don't necessarily think so. I don't necessarily think that's really our business. Right. Divorce in itself is the public document. We can find out about anybody that they divorce. Mm-hmm. But the details of the divorce, I don't think we should be able to find out. Okay. And somehow we usually can if we want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the the financial breakdown, I don't think it's necessary for the public to know that. Right. But I'm not sure about whatever type of legal restrictions there are with that kind of information. But maybe that's a law that uh, should change. Well, uh you know, it's never been an issue with me. 
you know, they never wanted to know about the, you know, my divorce settlement or right, anything. Right, right. But, uh, but I think it's more of an issue with people who were very wealthy right. in the first place. Right. So I don't think that, that should know. be public information. I should. I, 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 I think it, I think it's private. But uh, and maybe both part and maybe both parties have to agree to have all that stuff sealed because I do think maybe it is sealed for certain people, right? I can't tell you right or wrong, and I think it, I don't think there's any type of. A federal law, a national law, or anything. I think it goes state by state, you know, and, um, you know, just, just as the terms of, of the divorce settlement itself is dictated state by state. Like everybody's not a community property state, you know, yeah. hardly any are, just a few, you know, but we know California is, you know, we all know California. So I think it just really depends on what state you're in and so on and so forth. And uh, I, I don't know, like I said, it's never been an issue. It's never been anything I've, I've had to consider, you know? So um, I, I don't know that I would like my own financial business exposed to the public. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can say I personally would not like that. But, you know, and who knows how much of it is even true or legit? Who even knows? Where did it even come from? I mean, I've never, it's not anything that I've ever delved into. Yeah. You know, uh, how did the person get that? Did the lawyers share that? Is that part of public I, record? I don't know. Has anybody ever gone? Is that part of public record? Is that attached to the actual divorce decree? Right. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, often it is. Often it's all, all attached to the divorce decree. But they can do all kind of codicils and addendums and everything. So, eh, I don't know, Peg. I don't know. That one's out there. That one's in the universe. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I I just don't think it's our business, but I, uh, I don't listen, know. clearly it's not our business. Right. You know, but you know, um how the people involved feel about it and what they can do about it and so on and so forth, that I don't know. And and how much the law is actually involved in it, you know. Would it be a would it be a matter of redacting things or legislating things, you know? So I don't know, like I said. And Okay. And finally, um, I wrote Nia Long. I was on the Drew Barrymore show and she talked about a lot of different things. One of the things that she mentions, mentioned was why she didn't get the role in Charlotte's Angels, obviously many, many years ago, is because she said that she looked old compared to the other actresses, but I'll leave that alone. Um, but one thing that she brought up is that she is dating now. Um, and Nia Long? Yes. And mm. she wanted to put it out there that she does have her eye on one particular person, but she's going to keep it to herself. She, good idea? Okay. Is what a good idea? As if she's going to keep it to herself. Yeah. She yeah. need to keep it all to herself. Right. Yeah. She should have been keeping all this to herself for 10 or 15 years now. And you know what? I, and I hope somebody writes to her. I may even do it. I may be send her a little message. I don't know how much gets to her and how much doesn't, but I may send you her a little message. Nia, Nia, don't get engaged again. Of course, she might block you. D no. Don't get engaged again. If you really want to get married, go on and get married. Does she want to get married? I said if. Okay. If you want to get married. Well, she wanted to get married to, um, what's his name? Edu, what's his name? Ime uh, Duko. Ime Duko, right. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to marry him. She was engaged for 10 or 15 years or whatever it was, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did want to get married. Maybe she changed her mind. But I would think, I said, like I said, if. Nobody's telling her to get married or not. But if she wants to get married, don't start her that goofy, I'm engaged. You you are not Gidget, okay? Just, just be a grown woman, okay? Be a woman about yours and stop being silly. 
I think it's always good to just kind of be quiet about I love anything. It. I love I, it. I've always been quiet for the most part about myself. I made a mistake and said some stuff, you know, maybe recently that I didn't, that I wanted to keep quiet. But just in general, I think it's good to keep your personal life as private until you have an announcement to make. Right. Right. There you go. There you go. So, Nia, I'm glad to see that you've shown some growth and that you moved on very quickly because it wasn't that long ago. We were talking about you and, and what's his name? The last guy? Ime, you do both. Ime. Yes. The, yeah, the last, the last uh, time we spoke about you all was no more than a couple of months ago or so. So I'm glad that you're keeping it moving and, you know, you spend enough time with that. And that's oh, good. I'm I'm glad you all, you all had a wonderful time together, you know, during those years and everything. But you're moving on, and I'm glad. And and I love that. And I'm very happy for you and whoever you got your eye on. Keep your eye on him right. and make sure his eye is on you. Okay. I'm sure she gets a lot of DMs. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Never mind no DMs. You know, just just you was DMing all the time, getting DMs with that last one. No, you know, come on, learn from no, no, I don't care because some people could repeat the same foolishness over right, and over and over. Too, you don't want to tell us about, but I'll leave it alone. So, okay, okay. all right, okay. What? Um, get out of here, minor old, old news, everything. Get out of here, <laughs> nothing I even want to hear. Mm -mm. Okay, February is Black History Month. Um, That's right. And in honor of Black History Month, we have some special guests this Sunday, February 5th at 7 p.m., guys. So check it out on whatever your streaming platform is of your choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Also, it's going to air on our YouTube channel, the home of the Bambushi Happy Hour, All Things Peju, this Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, and so... And also, guys, if you're interested in advertising your business or podcast, go to our homepage on the bambushihappyhour.com and click on the Podbean banner um, to save money on advertising. I just wanted to let people know about that, Ma. Okay. Um, we also have another huge announcement, okay. which is, of course, our Bambushi Happy Hour book club. And our book for February is Tanasi Coates. Am I saying? Yes, right? yes. Um, between the world and me and guys since DeSantis wants it banned um, as part of the AP studies curriculum we are featuring it for Black History Month um, and we will discuss between the world and me on February 25th okay all right so Ma Valentine's Day is coming and we have another survey and this survey is for the loneliest states in the country and so they looked at dating apps and uh their downloads in these states and how many singles actually live in each state so are you are you ready i'm ready okay so number 10 is nebraska are you surprised no keep going number nine is utah not surprised number eight colorado i'm a little okay. kind of surprised at that well i don't know I mean, in Colorado, what have you what have you heard of in Colorado? Denver, Denver. And, and Littleton. Littleton, yeah. I hear Littleton on the news a lot. I just felt that like weed is legal there, so they would be. Well, you know, those numbers money. may change. Yeah, go ahead. Seven. Maybe that's maybe that's why people smoke more weed. I don't know. Go ahead. Number seven is Maryland. Kind of surprised at that one. Go ahead. Number six, New York. Very surprised. What? I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm no. not because everybody is so. 
you know, and then, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to see there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Number five is California. I can get that, kind of. Well, because some parts of California are just, like, way out and so forth. So I kind of understand that one, too. Number four is Washington. I understand that. I don't understand that one at all. Now, listen, is it going from least to most or most to least? It's going from it's number least four to most. It's, so by the time we get to number one, the that's the loneliest. That's the loneliest. That's correct. the loneliest. So yeah. as we the number goes lower, they these areas are progressively more lonely. More lonely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kind of surprise. Okay. Number three is Connecticut. I don't really hear much about Connecticut, so I can see that. Okay. Go ahead. Number two is Oregon. I believe that. I don't. Do you know anybody from Oregon? I know people that lived in Portland. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Number one is Massachusetts. Can you believe that? Well, a lot of students are in Massachusetts, so I do kind of believe that. A lot of students are there. That's like a college state, you know. Yeah, okay. I do believe it. Okay. This, this kind of interesting, well, you guys. Know, you know the sad. Our neck of the woods is not down there. Yeah. Uh, Texas, right. Jersey. All right. That's so, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, let's talk about um, our final reality show of, of the week or show, which is Married at First Sight, Ma. And I'm not going to start off with the, the worst couple of the week. Uh, we're gonna start with Jasmine and Aries. Um, and I don't know what you thought, Ma, but they were okay. Um, you know, Aries just seems a little bit horny to say the least. Yeah, um, well, I think he's I think most of his relationships have been characterized by, you know, sex. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, you know, I think you pointed this out and you can, you know, delve into it more. He seemed nicer and that he was, um, you know, willing to help Jasmine out with her mom because her mom, you know, was sick. Going through chemotherapy. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Um, you know, and so I did like that about him, but I still don't have a lot of faith in this couple uh, because he's 39 years old, has never been in love. That's scary. Or at least he never admitted being in love. Yeah. I guess it's about the same thing, though. Yeah. 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 Come on. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that. And he still has this mentality of, you know, he was for the streets. So I don't know what your thoughts on Jasmine. I, I felt the same way. I felt that um, when they did have a chance to talk, they were in a romantic dinner and whatnot. When they did have a chance to just sit down and talk about each other, his first question to her was, what is your favorite sexual position? I mean, they laughed it off. And then, you know, they start to talk about other things, but he's making it clear that he's, you know, interested in sex, you know, and um, and that is not a priority with Jasmine, apparently, else they would have already been there, you know. Um, uh, so they, you know, might have to work out that piece of it. And I'm not how sure he is, how uh, sure he is about the marriage or how committed he is to the marriage. Uh, so far, he's been overall, he's been OK. And he showed a very um, considerate and, and kind side to his personality. If, in fact, what he's saying is true about he'd be willing to help out with anything, including walking all 20 dogs and, and uh, you know, and going to the hospital to visit and spend time, you know, at, you know, the sessions with the mom when the mom has to go through chemo. And that's a lot, you know, he's just meeting her and that's a whole lot. But he felt he wanted to support her. Mm -hmm. And when she said she gets down and so forth. And I, I saw a tender side. I saw some something in him that I didn't think we'd be hearing. That's I, very yeah, I thought he'd be more a, a little bit more aloof mm -hmm. about that kind of thing, but he wasn't. He was kind of open and warm. So um, 
you know, thumbs up to them for that, you know? So, uh, so let's just see how it goes, you know? And the next couple, um, Dominique and Mackley, uh, oh, and also they were nice when they were snorkeling. Oh yeah. Also they were snorkeling. Yeah. Yeah, And they were together with that. that. And she said how good he looked. You know, yeah, yeah you know, know that was a, good. There so there's some attraction there. Well, that helps. It does, but a lot of red flags still for me. Well, but yeah, but that's one fewer. <laughs> you know, before it was all red flags, that's one fewer. Dominique you know, and right? Mackley, so this appears to be, obviously, there's attraction, um, but we do know that there's something going to go really wrong with this couple because somebody is packing. Because we see Dominique with her a box of something packed yeah. up walking out. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. You know, these things are very misleading because why are your clothes in a box? But maybe it's not clothes. Maybe it's other things. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Hey, she's 25. Yeah. So I preference that too. Yeah. So you that's know, another thing. She's she's kind of young to even be dealing with this. Anybody under 30 to me basically shouldn't even be dealing with this. Mm-hmm. But uh but if okay. You get at 25 is fine, but it should you shouldn't feel mm-hmm. oh, a sense of urgency. No. At 25 you, you shouldn't feel like parents. you've had, you know, so much experience at that age that you're really ready to settle. Mm, right. That's that's kind of debatable, right. you know. But okay, let's see how that one goes. Okay, um Nicole and Chris. Now to me, this is my couple that I think has the best chance of working out. Because, you know, Chris seems to really like Nicole. And you know Nicole likes Chris. And um, Chris seems to be like a sweet guy. What we see, I don't know. I know there'd be some issues. But he, they both seem to be on the same page. Except Nicole still is a little bit, you know, ready to say I love you and all this other stuff. Yeah. And they talked about it. And he said no. Oh, he's right. Yeah, and he's, he, he said he's not ready to say he loves her yet, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, we'll see. And I think that they want to please each other so far. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very important because if you want to please each other, there's, there's that room for compromise. Right. And that, that's a good thing. And I'm seeing that so far, right? you know. So that's good. Okay. Shaquille and Kirsten. And so... Two, I have really two big red flags with, with this. My well, number one is that you called this out, my, and I was just like, oh, no, no, no. the no kissing. There's still no kiss yet, and she's talking about she is not a good kisser or whatever she's saying, and that just sounds real juvenile. And absolutely, then, and I remember yep. her comment before when she was talking to the ladies, and I mentioned this to you too, and they mentioned about like different things that she likes, and then she mentioned a man's penis size. And she said a very average, what was it, like seven, six or seven? Yeah, she said like six or seven. And, yeah. and to me, like, that's just kind of like average and normal. Like, right. why would you even mention that? Right. You know? Right. Like, if you had said 10 or something like that. Right. And so I feel that she may not be as sexually experienced, experienced as right. a right. woman 32 years old would be. Would be. Would be. And so I yeah. don't know what that means. Yeah. So, so the... The lack of kissing to me, that's a metaphor. That means you're gonna come in with a lack of everything. You a sexual. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And and that kissing is just a metaphor for, you know, things that will come. That little peck that should have happened at the altar mm-hmm. that d- didn't happen. And how, how far we she's been spending the night in the bed with this man traveled around with him, has actually married him and everything, <laughs> yeah. and you still can't even connect lips. 
Right. You know, so, and that Shaquille is not fully giving it the gravity it deserves. What Shaquille should be doing now, in my opinion, is he did acknowledge that there's something a little bit more behind the not kissing, yeah. you know, than just her being a prim and proper lady. It, because that's inappropriate for this. It would be proper for her to have kissed her husband. Of course. You know? So he is acknowledging that, but at the same time, he's not giving it the gravity that it deserves, in my opinion. He needs to be saying things to her like, well, okay, you know, maybe we, you don't have to, you know, do a real passionate, you know, uh, French kissing or whatever, tongue kissing. We don't have to do all that. But at this point, you know, let's just start out slow. Let's just do a little peg, mm -hmm. you know, on the lips of this and that. And because if she's saying she's not a good kisser, she hasn't done it much and this and that. Well, guess what? We can get rid of that quick. All right. Just let's work on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, Shaquille shouldn't be retreating and okay and will wait. You know, to me, he should be stepping forward because by that, he's letting her know I'm considerate of you. I hear you. But I'm I'm not happy with that. Yeah. It's not gonna stay that way. He shouldn't be backing up. Yeah. You know, because problems don't resolve themselves. Okay. So he needs to be proactive in the relationship. And yeah. he and if it's done properly and gent and gently, yeah. um, she will appreciate that. And if she doesn't, now let's let it all come on out. Let's let the, whatever it really is, let's let it come out and let's deal with it. You got yeah. you got me instead of dragging your feet and then eight weeks later mm, I'm out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah. If you I say you if you say you care and you're committed to it and you really want to try to make it work, you think retreating is gonna make it work? You think retreating when it's when you're not happy with what the person is doing? Yeah. You think backing up is gonna mm -mm, it's only gonna come out again later bigger. Yeah, it's, it's only gonna escalate. It's just, it, you know, it, it, like I said, that that's a really, really, really big red flag. And I think, Ma, and I think because he is physically attracted to her, he's giving her a lot of grace. You know, I feel I, I know it's strange to say, but if he wasn't attracted to her, yeah, it would have been yeah. more of an issue. But you but know what? Time, but, 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 but he needs, but he needs to make it more of an issue because to thine own self be true. He's not even being true to himself. He knows he's not happy with that. No. He knows he wants it to move differently and he's making a tactical error when he thinks she's going to be more attracted to him by him retreating. He's not. That's true. She's not going to be more attracted All to right. him. That's you true. know, she'll be much more attracted to him if he says, let me show you, let's do this, let's mm -hmm. try this, let's try that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And show courage, strength, honesty, and sexuality. If it's that he's, showing, he's showing all these things by him stepping up saying, well, let's start. Let's let me show you. Let's do this. Let's do that. Retreating is a bad, bad and, move. When people start off funny with kissing, that's not a good time. Mm -hmm. Remember Merla? We haven't seen. Merla, yeah, that's right. We, I, I have not seen any of them. And Merla, I've never got the impression that she wasn't uh, sexually experienced. I think she was just being mean. Yeah. Merla just was nasty. Yeah. Somebody did something to Merla and she just decided that she was going to take it out on whoever came next. You yeah. know, that's all that she was. And, and and we have not seen it go well with any couple where they refuse to kiss at the altar. Right. After that, it just was, it started out downhill and it never recovered. Right. 
So, okay. All right. Um, And then the final couple, Ma, I know you're going to let Gina, ha- Gina have it. Gina and Clint, Ma. Yes. How do you, I'm going to let you take it with Gina and Clint. I'm, I'm only going to yes. say, I'm only going to say that Gina was mean. Gina was mean. Gina was crude, cruel, and insensitive toward uh, Clint. Mm-hmm. She referred to him as uh, just sort of unsolicited. She said to him, uh, "You, I don't like those gingery looks. I'm not normally attracted to guys like you. You know, the ginger, the the, the gingerishness or gingerly looks. You know, she went in on about a ginger. Mm-hmm. I, I normally like men with darker features. I don't like the red hair and, you know, all this ginger stuff. You know, she went in. She was very cruel. And he had the look on his face. And Clint had the look on. Now, mind you, Clint has not been. We've seen clips where he said things, but he has not been mm-hmm. up to this point nasty to her. Right. He's been very nice with her. He seems like he likes her. Y- yes, he does. Attractive yeah, yes, he does. Yeah. He's been very nice to her and he said nice things about her and how beautiful her eyes were. I remember that. And, um, you know, in the very beginning, you know, well, they aren't that far into the relationships already. But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, but um, she was very nasty to him and he had a look on his face where anybody looking at the screen could see that he was hurt. Mm -hmm. He felt very disappointed in her for saying that she was very mean. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I watched the after party. And she was unapologetic when she got a lot of feed, negative feedback from, you know, everyone else or the other guests, mm-hmm. uh, including Shaquille, mm-hmm. who was the only male. And then it was um, a woman with a podcast who was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very good. Uh, a young woman with a podcast. When I say young, in between 35 and 45, I don't know, how, you know, exactly. But uh, no, because I'm letting you know where she may be coming from, her views, you know. And uh, Keisha, and they were saying, you know, Gina, dude, you know, now that you Keisha, seen, Keisha Knight pull on the host of the oh, oh, yes, okay. So they said to to Gina, Gina, don't you think you were a little bit cruel? Don't you think you were a little bit mean when you said that? And she was not committing wholeheartedly to an apology. You know, she gave a sort of very tentative, well, maybe I would have said it differently, but, oh, uh, you know, with you know, he said he wanted it right from Front Street. He wanted it straight up and all that. So I was just being, you know, honest or, or whatever she said. And she was she was still mean. Well, she was still mean. And she even said to Shaquille, well, maybe things will change. Maybe in, in the end, his ginger looks will be the thing that attracts me to him. And just the way your bald head will be the thing that attracts Kirsten to you. Well, she was mean. I, she, I guess she's just not really that she, nice of a person. She's not. What, she's not. I was, what I wanted to say is that I'm sorry that I defended her in the beginning against him. Because I didn't know. We all did. I did, I did too. You didn't know. We didn't. Well, we see hadn't seen. Yeah. You know. We hadn't seen that from her. What? And we didn't expect that from her. Right. There was then, no indication that she was going to act like that. And and then Clint, you know, we're going to see him probably is the next episode where he's going to say something that you know is offensive, like his body shaming. But 
she kind of deserved that because of the way she talked to him. I mean, she shamed him completely. Right. And, you know, oh, he, she didn't do it in front of people. She did it in front of... She did it on camera. Oh, she did it in front of millions of people. Right. It's a very popular show. Right. I she did it in front of millions of people. And I don't think you should talk like that to anyone. You know, I don't think it's good either way. Right. But she started it. You know, and yeah, I don't want her playing yeah. a victim. So we're gonna see how that's this it. Role, All his bad love and war. So she got it started. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then Gina, she's another one. She's thirty five years old. She's a thirty five year old woman. She's a businesswoman. She should know better than that. Yeah, that's not yeah. how you talk to somebody. If you aren't initially physical attracted to someone, that first of all, that's not what this show is about. This is about building a genuine connection. And if you get to know the person and spend some time with them, you know, that can grow into right. an attraction. Right. Why Why is somebody's superficial uh, outer appearance, why is that important to you? Right. Why right. is that the focus when you're looking for a partner? Right. You know, yeah, so, so I didn't, I'm mm, not feeling her. So. No, no, me neither. Nah, not at all. All right. So um, we're going to move on. Uh, Ma, you mentioned last week um, about, well, maybe not even last week, uh, but the last episode about uh, gun violence and violence in general. Um, so you um, had a couple of things that you wanted to tell people to go look at. So guys, go to Giffords.org, which is, you know, Gabby Gifford started it, the former congresswoman, um, to end gun violence. Go to that website, guys, to check out some information on what you can do personally. And also every everytown.org, which is Moms Against Guns, you know, we'll be providing you with different things throughout the season, of course, but those are two really good websites to go to. Um, so Ma, tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, and the moon. Beyonce announced some tour dates, guys. You know, you have to go register so that you'll be notified when you can actually get the tickets. Uh, number two, the Grammys are this weekend. I'm not a big Grammys person, but I do love a nice red carpet. And number three, as the, we are recording it, this is Michael Jordan Day. Um, this will be released the day after Michael Jordan Day. But we love Michael Jordan. Ma, is there anything you want to say before we go? No, I just want to tell everyone, be careful. And please check out those that information we gave you. Go to those websites. Um, we need more gun control. We need fewer guns in the hands of fewer people okay so guys thank you so much for listening to the bambushi happy hour follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and also uh oh, at the bambushi happy hour and also all things page you guys go to our youtube channel subscribe home of the bambushi happy hour all things page you and email us guys with any questions or comments at info at bambushihappyhour.com. We appreciate you. We thank you guys for having, for chart, letting us chart um, on, you know, different charts. So anyway, guys, uh, be safe. Thank you once again.